0: Entheogen. Elevate the conversation. I'm Joe. I'm Brad. And I'm Kevin. Please support Entheogen by making a donation on Patreon. Become a patron for as little as $1. Pledge just $3 or more and get early access to new episodes, plus exclusive patron-only features. Head over to entheogenshow.com and click on support. And thanks again. It's March 5th, 2017, and we are discussing the infamous Doc Ellis no-hitter on LSD. Very excited to introduce a new series for the podcast um,
1: known as, what are we going to call this, guys? Um, Remarkable Things Performed
0: While Under the Influence, maybe? Sure. Or, uh, yeah, a positive, positive LSD Stories after Bill Hicks.
2: How about, how about let's just call it The Truth.
0: <laughs>
1: What's important is that this is a new series and that everyone can expect to hear a lot more of these. That
0: may or may not be true. (laughs) So let's roll the tape and uh,
3: let's hear from Doc Ellis himself. We flew into San Diego and I asked the manager, could I go home? Because we had an off day. So he said, yeah. So I took some LSD at the airport because I knew where it would hit me. I'd be in my own little area and I'd know where to go. So that's how I got to uh, my friend's girlfriend's house. She said, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm high as a Georgia Piranha. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, which I thought was the next day, she told me, you better get up. You got to go pitch. I said, pitch? I pitch tomorrow. Hell, what are you talking about? Because I had got up in the middle of the morning and took some more acid. <laughs> she grabbed the paper, brought me the sports page, and showed me, boom. I said, oh, wow. What happened to yesterday? <laughs> she said, I don't know, but you better get, you better get to that airport. Now, this was in the 70s, and greens was Dexamil. That was uh, the drug of choice back then, was a stimulant. Over 90% of major leagues was using Dexamil when I was playing. When I got to the game, there was a lady down there in San Diego who used to always have the Bennies for me, Benzedrine, which is another stimulant. I went out to the, the dugout and reached up, because she was standing over the rail. She always stood over the rail and had a pretty little gold pouch, so I got the Bennings, went on back to the clubhouse, took them. The game started and the mist started. Misty rain. So all during the game was a little mist. The opposing team and my teammates, they knew I was high, but they didn't know what I was high on. Because they, they had no idea what LSD was other than what they see on TV with the hippies. I didn't see the hitters. All I could tell was if they was on the right side or the left side the catcher put tape on his fingers so I could see the signals. We had a rookie on the team at that particular time named Dave Cash, and he kept saying after the first inning, he said, you got a no-no going, a no-hitter. I said, yeah, right. And I looked. Then around the fourth inning, he'd say it again, got a no-no going. (laughs) I looked. Yep. But I could also feel the Pressure from other players wanting to tell him to shut up. It's a superstition thing where you're not supposed to say nothing if somebody's throwing a no-hitter. There were times when the ball was hit back at me. I jumped because I thought it was coming fast, but the ball was coming slow. Third base would come by and grab the ball and threw somebody out. I never caught a ball from the catcher with two hands because I thought that was a big old ball. And then sometimes it looked small. One time I covered first base, and I caught the ball, and I tagged the base all in one motion. I said, oh, I just made a touchdown. <laughs> I didn't pay no attention to the, to, the, to the score. You know, I'm trying to get the bat- batters out. And I'm throwing a crazy game. I'm hitting people, walking people, throwing balls in the dirt. They're going everywhere. Now we
0: go for the piece de resistance. We've moved to the bottom of the ninth on a no-hitter leading to
3: nothing. It was easier to pitch with the LSD because I was so used to medicating myself. That's the way I was dealing with the fear of failure, the fear of losing, the fear of winning. It's just that it was part of the game. You know, you get to the major leagues and you say, I, I got to stay here. What do I need? Everybody in our bullpen is standing and
0: walking around nervously. They want to run and grab Doc. Now, two balls, two strikes, and here's the pitch.
3: Strike free, He got it.
0: The infamous Doc Ellis uh, no-hitter performed on LSD. Uh, you know, I think you can pretty much directly credit the uh, drug for that.
2: Where do we start with this story? I mean, like the I mean the first part is that like, he, he takes LSD at the airport. Like who <laughs> takes LSD at the airport?
0: Well he, well, he, he knew where he
1: was gonna be after. Yeah, right. He oh. was he
0: was timing. He was timing it. Yeah. So we should just credit him. We, we should credit uh, this is uh, this is a, a video that's on YouTube, uh, posted by Victory Journal, uh, created by Nomos and uh, uh, animator James Blagden. Uh, it's got four and a half million views on YouTube. We'll put a link to it in the show notes, and also I'll just uh, draw your attention to I think Brad, you pointed this out. Very first comment here on YouTube is uh, in the box score his name would be Ellis comma D. <laughs> so that's a, <laughs> an interesting coincidence, is it not?
1: It is an interesting coincidence.
0: Yeah. Where, no, it's, where did it, you guys it, first hear this story, by the way? Oh, I'm curious man. about that.
1: I think for me, I had seen it on like AV Club or something just within like the past few years. Um, but the the video that, that Joe is mentioning was posted in 2009 shortly after uh, Doc Ellis um, sadly passed away from, I think, liver liver disease um, in 2008. So it's been around for – the story is like at least the YouTube video has been around for close to 10 years now, but I think I personally stumbled upon it. One, through a story on the A.V. Club, and there's another story that I had read, uh, which is also funny in its own right, on Deadspin, where the editor-in-chief – I don't know if he still is, or editor-in-chief at the time, A.J. – Dollaria. I'm probably butchering his last name, how you pronounce it. <laughs> so this guy attempted to recreate the Doc Ellis no-hitter by taking LSD himself for his first time and then attempting to play as the 1970 uh, Pirates team um, on MLB 2K11 on his X-
0: Xbox. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> I, read, I read that story when you sent it to me, and I was just like, I think it would probably be easier to pitch a major league game on LSD than play a video game. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I just can't imagine the coordination necessary for like handling the screen and all the buttons.
1: Right. That story in and of itself is pretty funny. We should post a link to that because uh, it's worth a peruse just to kind of hear someone's you know accounting, their first experience with LSD, you know, related or not to <laughs> the story of Doc Ellis. Uh, but that's where I first heard about it.
0: Yeah, I think so I first heard about it back back in the day. You know, just uh, researching on Arrowhead and you know not being really sure about the veracity of the story. I think at, at the time I was reading about it, it was uh, also positioned as like a double header. You know, he he had to pitch a double header and it was a no hitter. Um, but the way he tells the story, it, it wasn't a double hitter. So um, where uh, what solidified it for me though is back in probably probably about ten years ago, two thousand five, two thousand six ish. Um, I was at uh, the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, the old uh, Cosm in New York City, uh, doing some computer work for them. And I remember Alex was painting uh, his uh, infamous, uh, oh, his, yeah. his, his famous, yeah, Saint Albert and the LSD Revelation Revolution uh, painting. And he was, we were just kind of hanging out. He's painting, and uh, this was one of those moments where I, I, you know, I remember feeling like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with a, a modern master, you know. Uh, one of my heroes you know practicing his craft here and i'm just like present for it it was it was a pretty special time and he said you, you don't uh, feel that way normally when you're hanging out with me do you <laughs> <laughs> depends on, on you know which craft you're practicing at the time but uh anyway um he, he alex was asking me um you know who's what's the he was he's adding you know if you if you know the the work um it's all uh, the it's little a, windows, all the yeah, little scenes, vignettes. Yeah, exactly. These little vignettes are like the just the like sort of headshot of these uh, various people who've been influenced or inspired by LSD, uh, both in the positive realm and the negative realm. And he was saying, you know, what's the name of the, the pitcher who uh, you know pitched the no hitter? You know, who is that guy? And I just remembered, you know, Doc Ellis. And and he's like, yeah, yeah. So he's like, who's painting Doc Ellis in the painting? And he and uh, so I'm realizing what's going on. He's painting these people who are inspired by you know by acid and I gave him a couple more. I gave him, um, of course, uh, one of my other heroes, Steve Jobs. Um, he, you know, famously credited LSD with his, uh, you know, just inspiring him and, you know, and, and inspiring him to want to put a dent in the universe, as I think he put it, put a ding in the universe, <laughs> um, and uh, which, which I think we can safely say he did. And the other one that came to mind was um, one I read about on the Tool site. Uh, they they did an interview with this guy, or they did some kind of write up, an essay. On this uh, this guy named Kerry Mullis who invented something called uh, polymerase chain reaction uh, PCR, mm-hmm. which is like a method of basically sequencing uh, genomes and like doing it much more efficiently. And he credited an LSD trip with inspiring. This invention, basically. So these these were two that I got to contribute to that that painting. Um, it was, uh, you know, so Doc Ellis, of course, is like the most well known, but I think Carrie Mullis is a pretty uh, you know, pretty big deal for for inventing this technology that basically helped us sequence the human genome in, in record time. And we all know Steve Jobs. So,
2: yeah, it also on that painting, it stands out. It's sort of like you're looking at all these kind of I would I would say they have some a, a similar aesthetic, kind of like hippie ish figures from the 60s and then there's just like this like one black face with the pirates hat and you're like what <laughs> you know it's so, uh it's uh yeah very well done but um i'm I'm also kind of shocked you know It's uh, you put this story into context and it's like you know just the kind of free and easy uh way people were taking these things in those days it's just like you know in the middle of a competitive sports season a professional athlete is uh is, is taking lsd and then, and then he wakes up and has some more for breakfast you
1: know? well it's funny like one thing that struck me as he's telling the story is you know as you said taking those things like certainly not limited to lsd in yeah. fact you know he characterizes lsd as something that people don't really know much about but heck you know dexamil Benzedrine, these things were you know in his estimate like 90 percent of the league was using and it's just I don't know in, in this day and age where there's like anti-doping and all all of that you know that's been um so heavily publicized it's kind of like wow it was things were different in the 70s
0: it also kind of yeah. muddies the story a little bit just given that it wasn't a, just a pure LSD experience you know he was on on other uh stimulants at the time but um you know but I think the the story still kind of stands the test of time because he you know we've all sort of well anyone who's had the experience has kind of been there uh, you know, getting into kind of like a flow state where, I don't know, mathematically things seem a little bit clearer and, and, you know, you can recognize patterns and angles and and things like that even, even more easily. Um, and just that level of focus that he was describing, like being able to just kind of see the, uh, you know, the, just, I don't know, see more clearly and, and throw the perfect pitch every time.
2: For me for me, I get that part and then like that 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 part makes perfect sense to me and I had uh, Sort of a my my own experience with that uh, with a with a hockey game that uh, that I played accidentally in the same kind of circumstances when I was uh, When I was uh, I don't know about I guess my early 20s or something and uh, and and it was fantastic It just like but I was so nervous going there and I just remember that but then how easily I got into it And like as you say, it's a flow state and I started to feel uh, great, but I, but I'm comparing that. You know, this is a game where it, you know no one was in attendance. I mean, if Doc Ellis was playing in the major leagues, he walks into a full stadium. You know, I just can't imagine the entrance. Yeah, yeah, that that you know, I mean, like, how do you how do you get into a flow state like in that setting? <laughs> you know, it's just it's very impressive.
0: Yeah, it is, is very impressive, impressive that he that he even showed up. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's easy to imagine him, you know, call, taking a sick day or something like that, and just. Yeah, uh, totally.
2: And then yeah. having some more acid and staying in the airport for the rest of the
0: day.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, in some of the accounts he he before he, I guess, you know, came out and very clearly stated that he was on LSD. He'd accounted for his behavior because his, apparently his behavior was erratic, even though it was a no hitter. There was like eight walks, um, a few people hit by pitches and he accredited, you know, that come the fourth inning, he he realized he had a no hitter and he was a little nervous and that he started uh, losing his control. The pitches just sort of, you know, dealing with the, the nerves. Um, but, you know, it definitely it was there's another great quote from as he tells it, he's like, they knew I was high, but they didn't know what I was high on. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> <Yeah. what? laughs> well, I was going to say, too, it's another another kind of. Uh, a sort of deceiving thing about the word no hitter. I mean when we hear no hitter, it's it's uh, something that's sort of uh, Cherished because there haven't been that many in the history of the sport, etc. But uh, but no hitters are, are typically you know It's not a perfect game. It's a no hitter, right? It means no one got a hit and that means either the pitchers great or he was really erratic you know? right. So, so, and it's usually a combination, obviously of the both. It's usually the pitchers predominant when he's throwing strikes and then other things are happening when he's not. And, uh, and obviously if he's bouncing balls in the dirt and hitting people, <laughs> you know, the, the batters aren't going up there very comfortable. And you can imagine that probably contributed very favorably to the result.
1: Hmm. Yeah. One, I think one thing we maybe owe it to doc Ellis to mention is that, you know, the reason I think we're talking about it is given the, the subject matter. Um, But one thing I came across in in doing some research for this in the Snopes article, um, and maybe we're proliferating the problem, but in the Snopes article they said, you know, uh, I'm going to read a little bit from the page here. An unfortunate aspect of Doc Ellis' admission is now he's remembered by many people, especially those too young to have seen him play, as, quote, the guy who pitched a no-hitter on drugs. Um, And that's just a very very narrow characterization, um, kind of uh, skipping along. But uh, another quote from that same article, he worked with uh Pennsylvania Department of Corrections to rehabilitate black prisoners, helped start Black Athletes Foundation for sickle cell research, and he also served as the coordinator of an anti-drug program in Los Angeles before uh, before he did pass away in two thousand eight. So he, you know, beyond being a professional athlete, and there's certainly more things that he's done that make him a memorable person, he's, he's contributed a lot, you know, beyond just funny stories about his <laughs> pitching effort his telling of it is
2: pretty great like the video oh, is really yeah. well done. and the
1: animations anybody listening like definitely check out the show notes uh the animation is humor it's in, in and of itself it's really well done
2: it makes me wonder if lsd should be considered a, a performance enhancing drug <laughs> 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 definitely depends on the circumstances
1: Yeah, I know. Well, apparently, was it in the the, this past Olympics that they finally um, declared that marijuana is no longer considered a performance enhancing drug from from uh, the Olympics perspective? Well, that 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 one's just obvious, right? (laughs) Well, it's obvious to us, but like, you know, there there are so many properties of it where it's like healing your muscles and you know recovery time is faster. You know, given how you ingest it, but I mean, it was always preposterous that like, what was it, the Canadian ski team or? That you know, famously got busted for like using
2: of, of all effect. of all teams. You know, I mean, like like every ski team wasn't stoned. You know?
0: Yeah. Like, the other thing about you know, if, like testing for something like you know cannabis as a performance enhancing drug. I mean, how do you how do you confirm like somebody's on it versus like versus that they smoked last night, like you said to you know, like calm their muscles or something like that. You know, it's just it's kind of yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Right. I think that was
1: why they sort of to re reconsider it or declassify it from
0: in, in that perspective because it's not conclusive. Right. Oh. Whereas with LSD, it stays in your spine for 20 years. So no, nope, just joking. <laughs> That's a myth.
1: <laughs> Alternative fact.
0: Are you promulgating? Are you pro- promulgating the myths you're against, Joe? I are am. I that? am in an ironic way. <laughs>
1: Well, we had been talking about doing a show on the Doctor Ellis Nono for several months now and I appreciate you guys, you know, for for us finally having the opportunity to to highlight this great man and his grace feet in the first of a new series on Entheogen. And what is the name what the again,
0: name it named again, Brad? <laughs> I don't know what the name of the series.
1: <laughs> are you
2: are you on LSD right now, Brad? <laughs> what no, inning no, are we in?
1: No, no.
2: <laughs> By, by the way, that was another thing that I thought was funny is like that, the the classic thing that happens in, uh, in no hitters or in perfect games is that uh, once they get into like third or fourth inning or something like that, where it's, you know, it's, it's starting to get a little bit advanced, um, Typically, no one talks to the pitcher anymore. It's like a classic in, uh, yeah. in these sort of games. So by the seventh, eighth inning, it's you know you'll hear if you watch any of these games, you'll hear the commentator commentating on how lonely the pitcher is because he's basically been alone for the last hour and a half, two hours, and nobody wants to, jinx him to talk say to him. Yeah,
1: it's just ways to, of talking distract. about it. Without exactly. saying just, No hitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So it's everybody kind of just like leaves them alone, and you'll typically see the pitcher sitting like at the far end of the dugout while his team's batting, just like waiting to get back into the field. And I'm just imagining the guy like tripping and just
0: like you know, <laughs> one to <talk> to <laughs> Fe- feeling more and more awkward by the by the minute. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm paranoid, but I think everyone's ignoring me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Do I exist?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That was Entheogen. Elevate the conversation. Please support Entheogen by making a donation on Patreon. Become a patron for as little as $1. Pledge just $3 or more and get early access to new episodes plus exclusive patron-only features. Head over to entheogenshow.com and click on support. And thanks again.